Welcome to the Campus Outreach Podcast, where we want to equip you to make your college years count for eternity. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll. And on today's episode, we have a returning member of the Campus Outreach Podcast, the OG co-host of mine, my good friend Ben Weber. Ben, how you doing? I'm well, man. Glad to, have, glad to be back. Dude, so we had uh, Acres, we had Olin. That's right. And uh, they did well, but we're going to bring you back for a special episode here today. So Ben, uh, as we've mentioned before, is the director of Campus Outreach Birmingham, and he is going to be our guest today talking about leadership. So what we're going to do is we are going to, Ben's actually going to, he has actually five keys for college students and how to grow in their leadership, leadership development this semester. So ben, so ben, I'm excited to hear from you, man. Let's go ahead and jump in. And why don't you just start, uh, go ahead and start with your, your first key. That's it. And believe it or not, I'm going to back up before I even give you my first key. Oh, because, okay. Because that's how we tend to think when it comes to leadership. We immediately think about behavior. We think about actions. Uh, but leadership has more to do with who you are rather than what you do. In other words, you got to get the who before the do. Your identity as a leader precedes action. So really what we're going to talk about today is who you want to become, and then we'll get to what you want to do. Oh, wow. Okay. That's it. That's you be it. careful, man. It sounds like you're about to spit some bars over here with all these, <laughs> I wish, all these I rhymes. Wish. Not a skill of mine. So our, our first key would be every college student needs to consider one great discipline to begin. One great discipline to begin. And I believe that small daily disciplines over time, they lead to big results. And this is especially true uh, when it comes to following Jesus and your spiritual maturity. I, I've heard one pastor put it this way. He describes the Christian life as long obedience in the same direction. Now, I was a history major, but I've interacted with enough business finance majors. I've started to invest my money for my kids' college fund. And and I'm just now learning the financial benefits of compounding interest. You with me, T-Roll? Believe it or not, I'm with you, man. That's right. And (laughs) compounding interest not only applies to our finances, it also applies to our leadership. And your mentality, especially as a young leader, should be, I want to get 1% better each and every day. I want my leadership interest to compound each and every day, each and every week. But but here's the dirty secret about compounding interest. Uh, it can work for you. It can make you a better leader. It can enhance your character, or it can work against you. Uh, it can lead to greater complacency, greater laziness, uh, and greater disobedience. So the first thing I would encourage you to consider is just Jesus when he was your age. I'm talking to the college students. And and we get a pretty good summary of who Jesus was in Luke 2.52. And we find out that Jesus grew. Right then and there, that's the focus of his life, growth and development. And he grew in four distinct areas, wisdom, stature, favor with God, and favor with man. And so what I would encourage college college students to do, take that Luke 2.52 paradigm and identify one great discipline in each of those four areas. How can I grow um, in wisdom? How can I grow in stature? How can I grow in favor with God? And how can I grow with favor with man? And, and one thing I would mention is focus on what we would call keystone habits. We've mentioned this earlier in our podcast. But this is the first domino that, that turns over. It's like a super habit. It's like if you change this one habit... Ten habits, incidentally, are changed as well. And and very often I see uh, this has a lot to do with your morning routine. 
but also just a commitment to read, pray, slash meditate over God's Word. And consistency really is the key when it comes to starting great habits. Uh, the, the, the number of times is more important than the amount of time. So a lot of times I'll interact with college students. They get very passionate, emotional about instigating a new habit, and they might want to get in shape. And so they get in the gym, and they have a three-hour gym session. And what I'm saying is instead of a three-hour gym session, just get in the gym every day. It might be five minutes, ten minutes. Read one page in a book every day. Open your notes for that tough class every day. If you want to be more flexible, stretch for five minutes every day. Never miss two days in a row. And if you do miss a day, really not if, but when you do miss a day, get back on track ASAP. Because, because here's the thing, this is what separates leaders from amateurs. Leaders stick to a schedule, but amateurs, they let life get in the way. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think this is very applicable for college students who are just trying to, I mean, especially, especially, you know, that sophomore who's just finished their freshman year of just being lazy and just doing crazy things all year. And a lot of times sophomore years where you realize, okay, it's time to actually grow up a little bit, right? No doubt. No doubt. They want to boost the GPA. They want to get involved in some organizations. Absolutely. So I think that's helpful, man. How about you hit us with uh, key number two? That's it. So if key number one was starting one great habit, Key number two might seem a little counterintuitive, but I'm actually going to ask you to stop or say no to one good commitment. So key number one is start one great commitment. Key number two is say no or end one good commitment. And I would just say this, the whole purpose of leadership is not just to do more. In fact, the greatest, most impactful leaders, they do less, but they do more of what matters most. Let me say that again. Great leaders don't just do more. They do less, but they do more of what matters most. Because here's the reality of life. I meet a lot of college students. They're active. They're busy. Uh, they, they, their days are full of frantic activity. But you can be busy, but just not doing the right things. Okay? And just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. And so I'll just say this. If you're a young student, freshman, sophomore, you probably need to say yes to a lot of things to your organizations, to your coaches, to your professors, because that's how you earn credibility and build trust. For those of you who are seniors or maybe recent graduates, uh, inevitably you grow not with, uh, not with yeses but with nos Be- because the key to an impactful life is focus. And very often the decisions we make to focus our life and careers, it's not between good and bad. It's between good and best. And very often, good becomes the enemy of best. And so that's really what I'm suggesting with key number two is that you lead a focused life. I interact with a lot of college students who lack focus, and and they try to become all things to all people. They say that everything's important. They try to do everything, and they just lead reactive lives. Hmm. But when you embrace a lifestyle of focus, you say this, I'm going to do less, but I'm going to do it better. And I'm going to pursue a disciplined pursuit of less. And eventually, if you make this your lifestyle, here's what you'll begin to feel. If you lack focus, you'll feel out of control, overwhelmed, and life is just too much. But if you embrace this key of focus, you experience a life of joy in the journey. You'll be getting the right things done, and you'll experience just being in control. So really, when it comes to point number two, 
a lot of people say you need to make a to-do list, and that might be a good action step for a lot of you. But for some of you leaders, you need to create a not-to-do list. Here are the things I'm going to say no to. The commitments that are pretty good, that are average, but they're not really impactful. And most of the time, uh, those commitments have to do with screens. They have to do with technology and just time waster. So here's the thing. We're saying let's say no to the small things and yes to a few really big things. Now, how do you know if something's a big thing or a small thing? You're probably wondering this, T-Roll, and my listeners are too. Well, just, just think about it this way. When you evaluate decisions, if you say, heck no, then you probably need to don't, probably not, don't need to do it. But if you hear something and you say, heck yes, that's important, that's meaningful, then say yes and do it. That's good, man. You know, I think I, I can think of countless examples from when I was a student and also just being on staff and seeing students. A lot of times as, as students grow in their leadership, they get to this point where they are overwhelmed with the amount of things that they've said yes to, overwhelmed with the amount of things that they have committed to. And before you know it, they burn out. So I think, right. I think that's a really helpful tip, man. So how about you keep going? Tell us about key number three. Okay, so you could embrace key number one and key number two and still not be a leader. Now, you would be a disciplined individual. Uh, you would be ambitious, but you would not necessarily be a leader because by definition, a leader has to have at least what? A follower. That's right. So the simplest definition of leadership is leadership is influence. So key number three would be this. Find one person to empower because leadership is primarily not about what you do. It's not about what you say yes to and what you say no to. Leadership is not about what you do. It's about who you empower. And so I I love this old African proverb. It says this, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And so the whole purpose or key of leadership is that you would accomplish great things, not individually, but you would accomplish great things through other people. And this is what makes Jesus Christ the ultimate leader. In fact, in John 14, 12, uh, he actually promises his disciples, his followers, that they would accomplish greater things than him. So you see this in the very heart of Jesus. He says, look, we're going to do great things, but not primarily primarily me individually. I'm going to accomplish great things through my disciples. So this is the key of leadership. I don't want to just produce followers I want to produce, empower other great leaders. So this could be my teammates. This could be my pledge brothers. This could be my study partners in the biology department. But I want to empower others. Now, usually at this point, young, idealistic, ambitious college students say, I want to change the campus. I want to change the world. And at this point, I would just say, set a a more moderate goal. And just try to impact one person. Okay? Hmm. Do for one person. One sorority sister, uh, one roommate, one family member, do for one person what you wish you could do for the whole world, what you wish you could do for the whole campus. In fact, we're reminded one of my favorite verses in Zechariah, of all places, says this, don't despise the day of small beginnings. And and before you can lead a company, before you can change a campus, you got to lead one person and you got to change one person. So start there. There you go. I think a lot of college students, and I know I felt this, man, just have that desire. I want to be a leader, and I want people to follow me. I want people to pay attention to me. And they, sometimes it's expected that it comes overnight. So it's, it's nice to hear, and it's a sobering reminder that, man, you really do got to focus on the small details and just focus on what's in front of you. I love that idea of just trying to impact one person 
this semester, if, if, every, if every student that listens to this podcast would spend the rest of this semester trying to impact one person in that kind of deep way, man, that'd be, that'd be significant. No doubt. That's real impact. So let's hit number four, Ben. That's it. So the previous key, when we said identify one person to empower, you're looking for someone beneath you, uh, younger than you, that you can influence. But great leaders not only have followers, but they also have mentors. So key number four would be this. All right, identify one mentor to seek. Okay, find one mentor to seek. And so here's one thing I've noticed about a lot of college students is they have peers, they have friends, they have fraternity brothers, they have teammates, but very rarely do they have older, wiser, more seasoned men and women who will push them. Okay, most of our relationships are reactive, they're responsive. But when you identify a leader, it requires initiation. And let me just say this. uh, The best mentors are already busy because they're busy leading impactful lives and mentoring other people. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I would hope that you have some sort of relationship with campus outreach and more importantly, CO staff and student leaders on your campus. And I'd be willing to bet they are phenomenal examples of potential mentors. And so I would just encourage you, initiate to that staff woman, to that staff man, because at the very least, they know how to lead themselves and lead people towards Jesus Christ. Now, if you want to find a mentor, here's what you do. First off, you take a risk. Okay, find that professor, that coach, that boss, that manager, who you say, this is who I want to be like 10 years down the road. That's the person who you want to mentor you. And here's what you do. Here's what you don't do. Excuse me. (laughs) You don't just go up to them and say, will you mentor me? Because usually those people are very busy. Instead, here's what you do. You say, you say, T-Roll, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Can I drop by your office for 15 minutes? Can we sit down for the lunch? I'm buying. I've got a list of questions that I want to ask you. I, I want to grow as a leader. I want to develop as a coach. Uh, I want to learn how to handle criticism. I want to learn how to develop um, my communication skills. But give them a specific objective, reason, list of questions. Explain to them why you want to meet with them. Take notes and then implement that. And then four weeks later, eight weeks later, circle back, find that leader, and demonstrate to them that you are putting into practice the advice that they've given you. If you do that, you will hook that mentor for life. That's good. So, Ben, are you asking me to mentor you right now? Is that is that's what's happening <laughs> hey, here? You, you know I'm always learning, uh, <laughs> always learning, always looking to grow, specifically in the podcast game. Uh, you got a lot to offer, T-Roll, hey, so I'm, we might be sitting down sometime soon. I'm your man. I'm your man. All right, let's do this, man. The people that are listening, they are eager for your fifth point. Let's hear it. That's it. Well, I'm, I'm assuming, for those of you who are not driving, you're taking notes. So let's recap. At this point, we've talked about one great discipline to start, one good discipline to f- end. Then we said what, we need to find one person to empower, one mentor to seek, and then finally, one risk to take. Just take one risk. So think about it. I'm sure all of you college students, you have hopes, dreams, desires, and hunches. And I'm just saying don't play it safe. The knock on college students in Gen Z is that you're homelanders, that you're not getting your driver's licenses, you're staying at home, you're risk adverse. And I'm just encouraging, calling, challenging, exhorting all of our listeners, all right, to take one risk. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, 
well, man, I'm just not ready. And, and, and you might not be. But, but here's what I would say to you. If you focus on what you don't have, what you don't know, and what you're lacking, you'll never be ready. And so what I want to do just in my last minute is just redefine what success and failure looks like. See, very often we tend to think that failure is when I attempt something and it just doesn't work out. Brothers, sisters, listeners, pay attention to this. That ain't failure, okay? Failure is just withdrawal. Failure is the lack of an attempt. Failure is not attempting and losing, okay? So here's one question I want all of our listeners to consider. When is the last time you attempted something that you thought you might fail at? Okay, when's the last time you took a risk? When's the last time you attempted something uh, that, that actually, uh, that, that you knew in the back of your mind, this might not work out? Because here's what I believe, the biggest threat to your success, it's not failure. It's actually complacency. It's comfort. And so I just want to leave you with this one quote. It's from a famous missionary, if there is such a thing, but his name is William Carey, and he said this, and this is very, very profound. We should, as believers, expect great things from God and then attempt great things for God as well. So let me just leave you with this. In summary, T-Roll, most of us are probably thinking, I want to put this into practice. Uh, I want to live this out, And, and I hope you're motivated at this point, and I just want to let you know that you and I were just not going to get it right. It, but ultimately, here's the good news. Uh, that, that followers follow leaders who are real, but not always right. So the big idea here is just be yourself, okay? Don't try to be me. Uh, don't try to be this cookie-cutter leader. Uh, the most powerful leadership tool you have, it's your own life. And, and, and this is where, you know, once again, it's the CO podcast, so you know where we're headed. we got to talk about Jesus, And I foreshadowed this, giving Jesus the shout-out of being the ultimate leader. But just think about this. The the way our culture tends to define great leaders, it's those who make a lot of money, uh, lead major corporations, broker big deals, uh, politicians, movie stars, influencers on social media. But Jesus didn't have any of those trappings. Let me think about it this way. Jesus didn't have any of the marks of a modern leader if you will. Uh, Jesus never wrote a book, never had a book deal, never had a college degree. Uh, He he never made a million dollars. In fact, he was uh, below the poverty line most of his life. He never led a business. He never even had an office. Uh, He never had a mansion or even a permanent home. Uh, He didn't have a wife and kids. Uh, He didn't have a social media following. He wasn't an influencer. In fact, he never traveled more than 200 miles away from his hometown. And yet today, two, two billion humans, individuals on this earth, worship Jesus as Lord. Okay? I mean, two billion people on this planet would say Jesus is the greatest leader in human history. And you want to know why? Jesus was real, and he really did lay down his life. So the point I want to make is this, is that real leadership, real influence, it comes through sacrifice. And you're never going to empower your team, your fraternity, your sorority, your organization, or your dorm, first and foremost, until you lead an empowered lifestyle. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. You can't empower those around you unless you experience internal power. And that power is offered by Jesus Jesus himself. 
And so here's the good news. Jesus laid down his life. He gave up his spirit. But if you trust in him, you can actually receive the very spirit of Jesus. And you can experience that same power, okay, that guided Jesus in his 33 years on earth. Okay? So if you want to empower your campus, you've got to lead an empowered life. That's where it starts if you, want to, if you want to embrace the five keys of leadership. Love it, man. Love it. Well, I think they have uh, everything they need to be leaders now, Ben. I don't know about everything, but they got a good start. So here's what I encourage you to do. One application, uh, grab a piece of paper, grab a journal, grab a friend, and, and, and put pen to paper and write it out, all right? Put it on a piece of paper. What is the one great discipline I'm going to start? What is the one good commitment I'm going to say no to? Who is that one person I'm going to empower? Who is the one mentor to seek? And then finally, what is the one risk I'm going to take? And then pass it on. Don't keep it to yourself. Put it on your bathroom mirror, punch it into your bulletin board, and share it with one friend that you trust. That's awesome, man. Well, Ben, I really appreciate you giving us some of your time today. Um, I want to say to all of our listeners to please subscribe to this podcast, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you're listening, please subscribe. Let us know what you think. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us or leave a review. Uh, and Ben, I'll say this, uh, you know, we might have you back on sometime, man. So we appreciate you coming out here on a rainy day let's do it let's bring it back sounds good so for my good friend ben thank you for joining me my name is t-roll and thank you once again for listening to the campus outreach podcast we will see you next time for our next episode take care